what's your succession plan? You know, it seems like a very simple question, but I think it's often overlooked within the EMS industry and public safety in general. Who's who's next? What's what's plan A? What's plan B? Welcome back to another edition of EMS Insight. I'm Tim Nowak, and I'm glad you're joining me again for another week. Uh, I wanted to dig into this topic, looking at succession planning, uh, partly because I, I was fortunate enough to have some experience uh, doing this with a, a large state EMS organization, and uh, it, it was quite an interesting topic. It was quite an interesting process going through this, really looking at who's going to be next in line if the director leaves, if the chief leaves, if the person in charge of the organization picks up and goes away or, you know, perishes and you've got to make immediate decisions after the fact. Or even just simply, who's, who's going to take charge if, if the boss goes on vacation? So a very simple question I think that we all need to ask, but unfortunately very complex answers going into it. So how do we how do we identify who is next in line for the throne? How do we identify who is next in line to take on the organization, whether it's on a large scale or even just filling in the next duty? Who's next to be promoted up? And whether it's straight seniority, that, that's quite easy to figure that out. But when you're dealing with testing systems or if you're dealing with more of an application process, how do you figure that out within your organization? I think each, each agency is going to have a little bit of a different answer for that, and that's totally fine. But how, how do you do it? So how do you identify those, those potential candidates that are working within your organization or even external candidates, and that might be a different topic of discussion, but how do you identify those internal candidates? And what do you do to prime them, prep them, build them up, mentor them to entice them to stay, to influence them to stay, but then to also influence them to become remain or increase their investment within the organization so that they see the the rainbow at the end of the road and not just stick in as you know a good paramedic or a great paramedic or a great provider but be a great provider plus put in extra work because they know in the long term it's going to have a positive benefit for them especially so what do you do to promote that what do you do to keep that going within the organization for other people you know, how do you keep that going for the organization? And not only how do you keep it going, but once you identify those people, how how do you inform them? You know, do you do regular performance evaluations or regular formal or, or informal sit-downs with them and talk about what their future is with the organization or what their future plans are? I, I think that's certainly a way, if, if you have that, you know, that flexibility or that luxury, to be able to sit down with someone and talk about your plan for them moving forward and compare that with what their plan is going forward, I think that's a great way at least to get ahead of the curve. And, you know, yes, there, there I'm sure is still some sort of a process to go through, you know, within that transition period or when that event takes place. But still, to, to be someone on the other end, knowing that, they potentially are next in line for this position or that position, I think is, is a great accomplishment. It's a great way for them to increase their involvement. Um, you know, it's also a risk because there's potential for them to not get that in the end of it. But depending on your sincerity, I think that would be a risk that many candidates would be willing to take. As the director or as the leader of the organization, 
it, it would be very reassuring to know that there are, you know, three people, or maybe there's only one person, but th- there's someone that is interested in taking on the helm once you leave, once, you know, you take a break, or once you transition to something else. So it's nice to know within your organization that you have that flexibility and that interest. <clears throat> so so what are you doing to promote that that culture, that change, that that information sharing, that communication within your organization to promote succession planning. So having that plan A, I guess, in place, uh, but not only that, what's plan B? So if your top prospect isn't interested in moving forward, well, then what's plan B? Is there a plan B? Or do you look to the outside? You know, and how does that process look for your organization? What are some of the extra steps? What's the timeline look like? How much longer is that going to take? How much money are you going to have to spend for it? So when you're looking at succession planning, if, you, if you've if you got the opportunity to look from within, sometimes that's the right answer. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes organizations need a change-up, a shift, some new mindset, some new blood more or less. So even as the director now or as the leader now, I think these are things that you need to look at and start planning for. Start planning for in two years, five years, ten years, whenever it is that you at least intend on moving on or leaving, what's next? What what do you think the organization should look like, the company, the business, the, the department, the agency? How should it look then? Are there any hurdles now that you're facing that maybe someone else with a different skill set or background might be able to you know, at least address in a different way. Can someone internally do that? Or is it time to look outside? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking at an outside candidate. Uh, but at the same time, making sure that you make the people internal, inside, aware that this is why we're looking at the outside. And maybe there's other opportunities for them to thrive uh, in, in different avenues or even to be looked at for future promotions or opportunities. So what's your succession plan? When are you starting your succession plan? I would certainly encourage you to start it now, or at least sooner rather than three years, five years, or when something big happens. So what what's plan A, and then what's plan B? So all things that I think we need to look at within our organization, within our EMS agency, to strengthen our path moving forward and to be prepared for what the future may or may not hold. If we don't have to use our succession plan in the emergent setting, whether it's due to you know a death or termination or an abrupt change in leadership, great, that's wonderful. Instead, if we have the ability to transition someone into higher powers or transition someone into a promoted position, I think that's ideal. But in the event that you don't have that luxury, what are you going to do about it? What's your succession plan? Thanks again for joining me. I'm Tim Nowak. Again, any questions at all, any comments, uh, future topics you want to discuss, please don't hesitate to read out or reach out to me. Uh, email is insight at emergencymedicalsolutionsllc.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Look up Tim Nowak or uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Tim Nowak EMS. And one more thing before I cut loose here, uh, re- visiting or revamping the publication I started a couple years back, which is the EMS Director. I'm in the final editing stages right now, and I'll be going to print uh, hopefully within the next week or so. 
So if you're interested in getting the return issue of that, go to emsdirector.com and sign up or uh, subscribe to to be involved and get your year-long subscription. So $25 for one year, 20 bucks to renew. I don't think that's that half bad. So again, Tim Nowak, thanks again for joining me with EMS Insight. Stay safe.